0: Father in heaven, we thank you and we honor you. We gather in your presence this morning, O oh Lord, to do what you have always instructed us to do, to praise you, to worship you, to lift your name high, O oh Lord, in this place, and to be told of your word, O oh God. And this time, God, a time has come when you are going to remind us of your oracles and to teach us something before we leave this place, oh Lord. I will pray that God, you will speak to us in your still, small voice. In a way that God, we will know you. In a way that God, we will know the freedom that you have given us. In a way that God, we will know that we are your children. And in a way that we will be able to walk out, energize, and tell others of your love. Because of what you have taught us in this place. We thank you and we honor you. You speak us unto unto us now, for your servants are listening. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please let us be seated. As we come to Exodus chapter one, and that's where we, we read today. Joseph who is known as as the architect of his people's coming to Egypt, is dead. The brothers and all the generation that came after him are also gone. And then the Bible says, a new king who did not know about Joseph, who knew nothing about Joseph, came to power in Egypt. And so the people of God, once highly favored in the land, lost their freedom and they became slaves. Not free anymore, but they are now slaves. Put it this way, if you will, they were oppressed, they were beaten, they were demoralized. All their this to make their lives miserable. But the Bible says that. The more they were mistreated, the more they increased. Listen listen to twelve downwards. But the more the Egyptians oppressed the Israelites, the more they increased in number. And further, the further they spread through the land, the Egyptians came to fear the Israelites, they made their lives miserable, by forcing them into cruel slavery. Now, what do they do? Because of the increasing number, they are hated. Their lives become more miserable. Instead of these people welcoming them, they are mistreating them. I saw so these Israelites did that what you would have done today. They cried unto God. They cried to God. And the Lord, and the Lord said, when he was talking to Moses in chapter 3 now, at verse 7, I have surely seen the the affliction of my people in Egypt. And I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. And I have come down to deliver them. I have come down now. Deliver them today, my friends. God's people have been bound, they are in chains, and you see them, they are restricted and oppressed by the evil one. We live in a world uh, where many people have lost their their freedom, if you will, they are chained by all kinds of things. But I stand here this morning, my friends, to remind someone that Satan's power is broken or it's being broken and paving a way for your freedom. One as Our freedom begins when ropes of bondage are broken, when anxiety, when worry, when stress are no longer allowed to occupy full rights in, your, in our lives. Freedom comes when we refuse to allow frustrations in our lives. Sometimes people will frustrate you at work. They may also frustrate you in church. They may frustrate you at the shopping mall. But you can refuse to be uh, frustrated uh, by anyone. It comes when we stand on our own feet, two feet and declare that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Freedom comes when you know you are positioned and the space that you operate operate in. Now, listen to verse fifteen to seventeen. The Bible says, "When you are helping the Hebrew, the Hebrew women, and during childbirth, on the liver is too, if you see that the baby is a boy, kill him. But if it is a girl, let her live." The Bible says these midwives feared God. And they did not do what the king of Egypt had told them to do. They let the boys leave. When Pharaoh ordered the midwives to kill the Hebrew baby boys, he was asking the wrong group of people. Now, have you ever asked yourself if all the boys go, then how about the girls? Someone tell me. How about the girls? They are Hebrews. Are they not? Then what will happen to them? Come on now. Huh? They what? Huh? Why? Must they marry their own? Please, please, Nyambieni. What will happen if we have so many girls in Egypt and the boys are not there? Yes. They will get married to what? To the Egyptians. And then what? Not really. They will be assimilated to the Egyptian culture. That is what Pharaoh wanted. That is what the king wanted. He wanted to finish the culture of the Israelites. Because, you know, it had to be moved on and continued by, by the men. If they are not there, and all the ladies and all the girls have been married, then they will be assimilated into the Egyptian culture, and then that will be no more. Now, these midwives, these midwives knew that. And so they said, you know what, Pharaoh? You are wrong. And because we know you cannot join us as we deliver these kids. See, see, to define what the Lord has told us to do. These ladies, Chipra and the poor, they knew what to do. Uh, they knew their position and that life belongs to God and to God alone. we said. Freedom is the determination to stand for the truth. They knew the truth. They knew that these are God's generation. And they could not allow themselves to be used by Pharaoh to finish these are uh, generation. It is telling those distracting your dream and your vision to stay aside. Amen. Have you ever, have you ever dreamed of something and then all of a sudden you wake up and you are like, why did I just wake up? I should have continued that, that dream. Probably you are, you are, you are dreaming of going, you know, to places or becoming a millionaire and all of a sudden you wake up and, uh, oh my goodness, why did I just wake up? I thought this was real. And people will will distract your dream. They will distract your your vision. They will distract what you are supposed to do. If that happens, please, please, tell them to stay aside. Because you have to continue with your vision. You may be here this morning, my friend. And your life is not full of joy and peace, maybe. Someone may have robbed you the opportunity to experience these abundant lives. Jesus came to give. The system may have forced you to live a limited, restricted, difficult, and a discouraged life. How many of us have been discouraged at one time in this land? Just be, be honest. At least one time you've been discouraged. My goodness, is this what God brought me here? Discourage. We live in a world where we are discouraged every day. We live in a world where, where we have limited access to a lot of things. Um, a life where we are restricted in doing a lot of things. A life where at times things are very, very difficult. But you know what? Let me remind you or remind someone this morning that the Israelites were there. Tell your friend they were there. The Israelites were there. They were discouraged. It was difficult for them. They had a hard life. But God changed their situation. Many have been there as well. But the Lord has come through for them. The first step to your freedom is to realize you are where you are and then you begin your journey back to where you belong. One Realize where you are. Begin your journey back to where you belong. A good example is the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15. When he realized who he was, when he thought about where he came from, he began that journey back uh, to where he belongs so that he can continue living that, that good life. The first, safety of freedom is to surrender to God and trusting in His guidance. And number three, it is being aware that you are valuable in the eyes of God. Valuable in the eyes of God. We live in a world where people frustrate us. A world where people will look down upon us. A world where probably they will not tell you you are speaking the right right thing. A world where nobody probably will honor you. But it is good to remember that we are valuable in the eyes of God. That God is in control and nothing surprises him. And then remember this, that in this world is not all there is. It will pass away When I see a lot of people doing things, when I read the newspapers and what is happening, God reminds me something that this world is not all there is, it is going to pass away. It will all pass away. Think about all those people prominent you knew. And now they are a God. This world will pass away. Buildings will go. Good cars will go. Superpowers will go. But God will remain forever because He is eternal. God will never pass away. He remains eternal forever. In summary, my friends... Freedom in Christ is having the desire and the power to know, to love, to worship, and to obey God. That is freedom. I will repeat, having the desire and the power to know, to love, to worship, and to obey God. If you have those, then you have freedom. Number two, it is the joyful liberty of knowing God's truth. Because when you know the truth, then nobody will lie to you. If you know the truth, then nobody is going to lie to you. Nobody will tell you, go here and there, you will receive a miracle here, and they know, you know the truth, you can read the Bible yourself you will be able to understand the truth. You'll be able to know them by, again, by by their fruits. It is liberty, that freedom, to know the truth. And you cannot find that freedom anywhere else other than in this word of God and in the house of God. If you want that liberty, please go back to the Bible. Read about the stories of the Bible. Read about and see what the Lord wants to hear you to hear in, in, his, in his word. Then number three, it is refusing to allow the yoke of slavery to put you back into bondage. Refusing to allow the yoke of slavery. Right? The yoke of slavery. Um, I come from a place where where I knew how to put cows into a yoke. Are they cows? Huh? Bulls? Huh? Yes, ox. Ito a yoke. Yani inawaleta tu. Sometimes you, you know, God is so faithful. Yani tu kia wadogo unashika masikio ya ngombe, na anasikia tu, unaweka nini? It's yokey, right? You put the yoke in. And then you bring the other one. You put the yoke. That yoke. Now they know when they are there, they cannot do anything. They cannot just relax. They cannot lie down. They have to do what they have to do. They are yoking that. Now. Freedom in Christ is to allow that yoke of slavery to go. Some of us have refused to allow that to go. It is refusing to allow the yoke of slavery to put you back into bondage. Where has God brought you from? Think about that. Remember where he has brought you from. Then if you know what it is, please don't go back there. One your son. Don't go back there. Some of us feel, you know, came from very bad lives. Please don't go back there. That is a yoke of slavery. Number 4. It is to renounce the sins of your ancestors as well as any causes that may have been placed on you. Now listen to this. When when giving the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20, and verses 4 to 6, God says, For I, the Lord your God, I am a jealous God, punishing the children of the sins of the fathers, to the third, now listen, third and the fourth generations of those who ate me. But, listen now, showing love to a thousand generations. One has been sad. Showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and they keep my, my commandments. This is the key and a very step. Renouncing the sins of your ancestors as well as any causes that may have been blessed on you. The message of the cross is simple, my friends, as I finish. That Satan has been defeated. The sin's penalty has been paid. We no longer have to be controlled by Satan. Because God's power is greater than anything else. Greater than winds, or even storms, or even earthquakes, or even volcanoes. God's power is sufficient to win the victory over all the enemies that come. It is enough to make us step on snakes and scorpions in this world because they will be be there. And finally, at a time when many are self-absorbed, at a time when many care more about what they can get rather than what they can give, We need a renewal of sacrificial love. It was God's love for us that sent Jesus into the world to die for you and for me. It is that kind of love, that giving love that our world needs greatly, so greatly today. When we love God as we should, then our interests fade away because we continue to magnify, magnify the deeds of God, magnify the love of God, magnify what the Lord wants us to do, that we have the freedom to be God's children. And so if you remember nothing today in this sermon, please remember that this world is not all there is this world will pass away but God will never pass away you are here today and someone has sat on your freedom situations have sat on your freedom there is nothing you can do your hands are bound your thinking is bound as you try to run away, you can only go this far. Just hold on. Just trust in the Lord because some of those things are going to pass away. Trust in God because Him only will not pass away. He remains eternal. He has purpose to do well and good to you and me. Embrace your freedom and to serve this God. Embrace your freedom. Make that statement, go forward and move forward. Embrace your freedom. And serve God. And serve God only. When you find an opportunity to do anything for God, it doesn't have to be in the church. It can be in your place of work. It can be at a home. It can be at the mall. It can be when you are traveling. Please seize that opportunity. Step onto to your freedom and do what God is calling you to do. I go back to the call of God because I know that is, that is important. Embrace your freedom and serve God only. Embrace your freedom and serve God only. People will frustrate you. People will say all kinds of things unto you. Don't bother about those things. Just embrace your freedom. Take the freedom the Lord has given you. Go forward and serve the Lord. Because time is of the essence here. It is going to be half any time. God is going to come for you and me any time. Serve Him now. Because tomorrow might be too late. Serve now when you have the freedom. Serve now when you have your whole body, your two hands, your two legs. You can think so well. Because anything can happen any time. And God can come for us anytime. Embrace your freedom and serve God. And serve God only. Well, oh, Father God, it is true you have called us to freedom. You have called us to freedom. In a world that is frustrating. In a world that is filled with sickness. In a world that has so so many kinds of chains. In a world that has different kinds of yokes. In a world that wants to bide us of its powers. And in a world that is restricting, a world that is limiting our steps of God, a world that does not encourage us, but a world that discourages us. But in this world, God, you have called us into freedom and you have told us to go and to talk about your love. You have told us to go and move with speed. Because you are leading us. This morning, God, you have reminded us. That God, we, with the same freedom, we can step out and walk on snakes and scorpions, oh Lord. Because you've caught us at a time as this. And we pray that God, you will encourage our hearts. That you will encourage our lives, oh God. Wherever we are day by day as we face difficult situations of God, as we try to live in this world that is frustrating, help us to know that, God, we can still trust in you. Help us to know and realize that, God, we belong to you, and you are always there for us. Many are the times when we are faced with sickness and the suffering, O Lord, of our loved ones we want to come before you this morning praying that God you will have mercy on our people those that are hospitalized, oh Lord those that are at home recovering, those that have difficult times, oh God praying that God you will have an opportunity to visit them to care for them to remind them that God you are still faithful and that God they will make it regardless of the situations. We thank you because you will be there for them and you will continue to encourage us. May your mercies and your presence go with us, O oh God. May you continue to bless us as a church. May you continue to remind us of your calling in this place, O oh Lord, so that God, we can haste to do what you've called us to do. Now, because tomorrow might be too late. We thank you and we honor you because you are faithful. Receive all the glory and all the honor of God. Put that gracious heart unto us, O Lord, as we continue to serve you in this place. Because at the end of the day, we will bring to you what we have done. We thank you and we honor you. And this we pray in Jesus' name.